Hello and welcome back to Moksha Insights, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of branding and marketing. I'm your host Shuja Khan, PR head at Moksha Media Group. Today we have a fascinating topic lined up for you, the psychology of brand creation. Joining me is Aarti Thakur, AVP Sales at Moksha Media Group. Welcome Aarti. Thanks Shuja, it's so good to be here. Okay, so let's jump right away Aarti. Uh, we often hear that brands are more than logos and slogans. Can you please elaborate on that? Of course, it's, I think, a great point to start with. Uh, brands are way more than just logos and just slogans, right? They are a blend of emotions, experiences, and perceptions. It's it's a combination of what you're really promising to the consumer, what is, a, you know, the set of expectations, the voice that the audience will really resonate with. Because today you can get overwhelmed by so many choices that are there in the market, but a true brand will only stand out when you've created a proper brand identity and you've connected with the audience. Wonderful. That's great. I mean, you mean to say uh, the way we connect with the audience is very important. That, Absolutely. That's interesting. Absolutely. So, I mean, how significant would branding be, I mean, given the digital transformation that is happening across in I this very digital age. It's been revolutionary because what digital has done is that it's brought the consumer right in your hand, right? And consumer engagement becomes the core of any sort of marketing or any sort of campaign that you're putting out. You exactly know where your consumer is. You know what kind of content they're engaging with. You know what platforms they're using. So you have the luxury of making your strategy in such a way that you can also make it personal. And you can make sure that your brand identity sort of goes on while curating that very niche experience for your consumer as well. So being in a digital age has actually been a boon for brands at this point. Wonderful. So Aarti, I mean, even if it was not digital, whether it is physical or digital, we often hear that when we talk of branding, we hear of the word called perception. Right. So, I mean, how does a brand's perception affect customer choice? See, perception will start from the most basic thing, that is your brand logo. You look at a logo, you look at colors, you see how the brand name is. You either relate to it or you don't, right? You have, of course, you move on from the whole visual element that comes out to what the brand really stands for. What are the values of the brand? What is the experience as a user? When I have engaged with the brand, what kind of an experience I have really got, right? And of course, a positive perception will make sure that I move on to preferring that brand. So, you know, you, you become a loyal uh, brand ambassador or you speak for that brand eventually, right? So perception holds an extremely important aspect. And I feel it's all of the different elements that you work towards when you're doing any sort of a branding activity. You're actually hoping and wishing for that to convert into a positive perception. You want the audience to relate to you and your brand. Wonderful. I mean, you have hit the bullseye here. So when we are talking about psychology of brand creation, uh, perception is something you really focus about, right? So, I mean, once perception is given there, so the next uh, element in brand psychology would be when we hear about how does a brand gather that loyalty? I mean, how does a customer become loyal? So how does psychology play here? See, psychology is so deep-rooted in this entire conversation, right? How do you create brand loyalty? Now, that comes in two things. Yeah. One is trust, and one is actually having an emotional bond with the brand, right? 
Now, how can you get trust? How does a brand make sure that you are being able to trust the brand? It's only when they can very consistently deliver the same experience to you. And they can also deliver on whatever promises they have made as a brand. How are they making your world a better place, right? So you will end up trusting the brand. And then you move on to the fact that you actually create a certain emotional bond, right, with the brand. Does the brand resonate with your existing beliefs, with your existing uh, pattern of lifestyle, right? If it does resonate, that's where that initial attachment happens and that's how it becomes very easy for you to adopt the brand and of course become a loyalist. So psychology becomes super, super important here. Yeah, we are, we are seeing it here. You know, we are speaking about perception, we are talking about loyalty and now you're talking about trust factor, right? So all of this, you know, has come across one point where a customer or a person who is visualizing the brand, they all seem to have some sort of a bias. And we tend to call it in psychology a cognitive bias. So does that play a role here? It does, right? Because see, we are used to a certain way of thinking. We have a certain set of beliefs. We have a certain way of the way we look at things, right? If a brand comes, if the messaging, if the if the understanding and the positioning of the brand aligns with what we believe in, it's a very easy it's a very easy switch. You know exactly, okay, listen, this brand is talking exactly what I believe in. And that kind of works really well. So cognitive biases will definitely play a prop, uh, a very important role here. And um, I think brands should use this pact and actually capitalize on that while trying to push across their message because then it's not, it's not going to take a lot of effort. It'll be a very effortless task. I mean, that is where they use uh, the the effect called the halo effect that, that happens. Exactly. Right. So can you give me, uh, I mean, we have successful brands, right? I mean, the brands that are built today, they were the, I mean, they're the startups in early 20 years back. I mean, can you give some examples of successful brands that have harnessed these principles across? See, so you have Apple, right? Which is a classic example. Exactly. And that's what right. I meant 20 years back. Exactly. Apple yeah. is a very classic example. It is, it's a tech product. I mean, they sell technology, they're selling products, they're selling but they're also selling hopes, they're selling dreams, they're selling the fact that I want to aspire to buy myself a phone or a laptop, which is worth a lot, but I want to do that. They're selling an aspiration. Yes, exactly. I, I remember, I mean, 15 years back, my father used to tell me, an iPhone is an iPhone. Exactly. It's true. When you, when you walk into a room, you're like, do you have an iPhone charger? And everyone looks at you and they're like, you can just say it's a phone charger. But they've built that, right? It's. I read something very interesting about Apple is that when you enter an Apple store, they keep their, they place their laptops on always a particular angle where the screen is at an angle where you actually have to touch the screen and, you know, kind of open it. But they said that once you touch that laptop, you get that feeling that I want this to be mine. I want to actually buy this laptop. So they bring that element of touch into whenever somebody is there. If you see the phones, etc., right, they're always lying there. You hold the phone. That touch and feel makes you feel that that luxury in your hands. And you're like, okay, if not today, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to save. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it however. But that's an extremely amazing way that they've played with this entire psychological aspect that we were also talking about, how the mind works and how they have created a brand which actually works on aspiration, which works on the fact that 
I want to be able to buy this and they bring that to you. Literally, they put it in your hands and they're like, you're going to buy it. I mean, they're confident. Whatever we have just spoken about, you know, about perception, about brand loyalty, Apple is just doing that and they have done it, right? So, Aarti, if for our listeners, if someone more really wants to hear from you, from your experiences across, uh, and as we wrap up, what would be the practical strategies, I mean, you would suggest for effective brand creation? See, of course, number one is you need to understand who are you talking to, who is your audience, what are the, what's the content they are consuming, where are they engaging themselves, what do they want to hear? What understanding your private audience. Absolutely, a very deep dive of understanding them because even as an audience, we're very hybrid, we're, we're widespread, right? As as an audience, we're then on different platforms, we like consuming different content, but what really resonates with us is something I think a brand needs to first figure out. So a very deep dive study into that, right? Secondly would be actually creating a brand story that that audience will relate to. What does my brand stand for? How am I going to either solve a problem or bring happiness or just be part of your world. Does that happen initially through a campaign or over time you create a brand story? See, brand story, you can of course begin with a story, but like all brands, every brand will evolve. It will evolve with insights, with how the consumer is changing. The consumer is so dynamic today that their consumer journey is always changing. A consumer will interact with your brand at several touch points. It is not that they will only interact with you online or offline. There are a million touch points where they will interact with your brand today. So brand stories are going to be always ever evolving. But what your brand really stands for, that is something I think should be very certain of um, in, in, in the initial phase of you know launching your brand. And of course, having consistency across what sort of message you're communicating, what is... Uh, you know, the exact reason why a person would choose your brand, right? And also engaging with uh, the audience in a very consistent way. And the last and the most important is being willing to adapt to what you're actually getting as feedback from your consumers. Because like I said earlier, your consumers are evolving on a daily basis. So knowing and listening to them and understanding, listen, do they want me to see, do they want to see me on an OTT platform or do they want to see me on a YouTube ad? That's where you need to be. Before you go on, the, I mean, the last thing I would ask here, coming from the last question itself, I mean, does the market, the market trend, I mean, does that affect the way I uh, want my branding to be done, my brand story to be built? Does market trend affect my efforts towards that? You definitely have to keep it in mind because you have to see what's really happening in the market, right? If you see uh, how your consumer is shifting, how their pattern of behavior is shifting. How are they consuming your product, right? Were they going to um, a mom and pop store? Were they going to a modern trade store? Were they, are they now sitting online and ordering on Blinkit? As a, as a brand, if you see that they have changed their path, you know exactly where to target. So you cannot be sitting and ignoring the fact that the trends are evolving, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it be so important then. As I would see that, I mean, there used to be a pre-COVID era and now a post-COVID era. Yeah. So things have changed, according, I guess. I think every generation is online and yeah. ordering things online, yeah. whether it be medicines, whether it be grocery, yeah. whether it be anything, right? You have to be ready for that. You have to be ready and you have to capitalize and go with the dive. Otherwise, you just get left behind. <laughs> Wonderful, Aarti. Thank you very much you. for these insightful thoughts. Thanks on the psychology of brand creation, about branding itself. 
To our listeners, we hope this episode has given you a deeper understanding of the intricate world of branding. Don't forget to check out our first episode if you haven't already. That was with Akash Chopra. Until next time, this is Shudra Khan from Moksha Insights signing off.